bodies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up the season. Welcome back to another Vic Acres Wonderland podcast, WSL preview episode. We're discussing West Ham versus Arsenal this weekend. Well, we were going to be, um, but unfortunately, there's been some breaking news that has rather um, knocked that all to one side, which we're going to come to. Before I do, it's only right that I welcome our my fellow co-conspirators on the pod, the lovely Lottie and the magnificent Matt. So, um, Lottie, how are you doing? I feel sad. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. I'm sad, but other than that, I'm all right. I think the entire Arsenal fan base is in a bit of a mourning state at the moment, which we'll get into. Um, Matt, do you have anything cheery we you can offer the uh, offer the room? Well, I always remember this. The um, I, I can't remember the quote. For, Don't be sad that it's. I would be glad that they were here. Some as long yes. as sort of lines. Yeah. And I, I, I know you'll bring it onto it, but. I mean that you get that Friday feel, and then that no, news comes in, and you just sort of in into that like slump again. It's just yeah. a bit of a uh, why did we have to get that news now? Why couldn't it have been like earlier on in the week? But yeah, it happens how it happens in the end of the day. It is, it is. So we'll 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 abandon the the pre- pretense and we'll get straight into it. The NBT Arsenal legend has left Arsenal. She's gone to Bay FC. Um, so. Questions for the pair of you. In your experience of being Arsenal supporters, men and women, what has been the most heartbreaking departure you've had to endure as a fan? Is there a player that you particularly loved that you then had to, you know, sad to say goodbye? Lottie, I'm going to come to you first. It's half early. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. There's no point in saying, oh, I knew you said that, but I'm not over that. I'm never getting over that. yeah, Fiera, Henri, no, half a Susan. <laughs> yep, it has to be. Well, I, I'm a sh- for an Arsenal women podcast. I thought that's what you wanted. No, it's I, I, a fair shout. I mean, it was a, that was a very traumatic and shocked departure. I just knew that I'd be the one you'd choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm becoming predictable. I need to sort it out. Matt, have oh, you yeah. got if you got a particularly painful um, player that you recalled uh, leaving? I'm afraid we've lost Matt in a moment. We'll come back to him later. Well, we'll move on to the news. And the news is that Manchester United are out of the Conti Cup. They have sadly, um, well, I say sadly, um, they've been knocked out by a technicality, which is, oh, Matt, you with us? Can you hear me? Yes. We've got you back. Okay, we'll quickly go back to you then, Matt. So I know, yeah, sorry about that, everyone. We're not sure what happened there. Um, We were just saying, Matt, what's the most traumatic departure? As a, an Arsenal fan, player leaving the club, what's hurt you the most? Don't know what will happen there, but I, I was talking and you got, oh, you lost me. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, men's side, I'd probably say it was Thierry Henry, just because yeah. he was the he was the legend that grew up with and a lot of people had as well. So him to go for, I'd say, a small amount in today's transfer market. like 16 million or something. It's really yeah, it's small. Ridiculous. Mm. And you think, no, he's, he's worth more than that. Um, if you were to put memories on it, I think you'd, you'd probably be looking at maybe over a two hundred million pound player at the moment. In it, by the time that he left Arsenal, mm. um, I've, I've, if I'm honest, when it comes to women, I would probably say Hafaeli as well because it was unexpected. We were expecting oh. her to carry on, and then she just went, "No, I'm I, just because of family, I'm leaving." So um, that was it's fair enough on her, but it was just like. She never really got the proper goodbye that she deserved. No, she had a few more seasons at Arsenal within her. I'm not going to go down and play the half a card. Um, I must confess, I I try my best not to get overly emotionally attached to players um, because of the the trauma that can happen when, when they depart. You know, I will cheer and support them, but I'll never have 
the, the the pain of obviously having to depart. The one I can think of is is um, Daniela van der Donk, um, mm. a player much loved by the fan base, um, very very popular. And when she um, elected to leave and go to Lyon, um, that hit that hurt a lot. And I think that maybe highlighted that there were. Um, I would say it wasn't a. I wouldn't say it's an unhappy camp. But it was Arsenal wasn't maybe the big power. Maybe we thought we you know we were at the moment if we couldn't keep hold of a player like that who sadly hadn't had a great season and has gone on to do better things with Leon. What um, makes but, that one even worse? Sorry, Adam, to interrupt. Yeah. It's the fact that she left after the COVID season. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of fans that that would have been my first season and it would have been really nice mm. to see Danny play the the following season. But she left and it was just like we missed a boat here. It's just a real shame. It was a real shame. And yeah, that's the one I would think, because other than that, we've had players come and players go. Um, it, it's football. Um, it is what it is. It's a ruthless game. Um, and I think it's women's football is more unique in which the, the fan attachment to players is so much stronger. So on the men's side, there's, there's a greater love. Certainly what I experienced when I was at Liverpool and you see, you know, the, the relationship with the, with the players and the fans, um, how tight it is. Certainly, I think maybe I'm lucky in that sense. I'm, I'm sure if a Beth Mead or Alessia Russo or, or Vivian Miedemar announced in summer that they're off to somewhere else, I think maybe that would emotionally impact me. Um, but touch wood, that hasn't happened yet. Um, as I was going to say before we thankfully rescued Matt from the pits of uh, a frozen webcam picture, um, in the news, May United are out of the Conti Cup with Sunderland taking their place due to uh, Carla Ward and Aston Villa and Noel Maritz and that player admin um, mess up. May United are crying foul. Um, they see this as a bit of an injustice because Aston Villa have, have effectively broken the rules and are still in the Conti Cup and Man United are out because the fact that they're now the third best runners up team. It's all very complicated PPG and goal difference. Um, Taking aside the huge schadenfreude and humour as, as Arsenal fans, seeing May United be knocked the Conti Cup, because let's be frank, not just Arsenal fans, all rival fans, seeing Man United knocked out the Conti Cup in this manner is very, 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 very funny. But if we take our rivalry and schadenfreude aside and look at this as a pure football perspective, Matt, have Man United been hard done by or is this perfectly fair? I can understand their side of it, but just to point it out, is that the rules are there for a reason. Yeah. Yes, they've broken them, but Villa still go through because of the points per game ratio. Mm. This then goes down to, well, what did United really do? Well, they lost to Man City 4 or 5 nil. Again. They, they, they lost 2-1. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm building up the aggregate scores in my head. No. That's what's happening. So Villa, um, were the ones, Villa were the ones that were battering everybody in their group. Yeah. Villa actually, because Villa got a group which was just full of championship sides. Yeah. So they just battered everybody. I think it was like Durham, Sunderland. It was all the, the Northern contingent. Whereas Man United were in group with Man City, Liverpool, Everton and Leicester, which is all WSL sides. So they got a really rough draw. And I think it, it both comes out that both Villa and uh, Man United were both in five team groups. Both of them uh, won four and technically lost one with this thing that's happened. But of course, Villa had the easier group. They just battered all their teams. Their goal difference was so much better. This is one of the worries that I have with the Conti Cups as well, is the fact that every single season it will always be Man City, Man United, Liverpool and Everton all in the same group. It's never mixed about and they need to change that. Yeah. I mean, it's OK for the London clubs because you've got the likes of Watford, Palace, London City Lionesses, etc. And then you might get a Reading or a Southampton, but it need, they need to mix it up a little bit more so then you have them the more northern teams or the midlands teams have a fairer share it's not fair to i always talk about um how we have games where one we've got let's use the conti cup for example we had tottenham midweek goes to penalties and then we had them again again at, at the weekend and that's unfair because as we've come to know that you can't always win both games it's one or the other and especially when knockout football's on the line uh you need to make sure that every you do everything possible to qualify so for me in terms of rule, rules and fairness had united of got a draw from that and potentially won the shootout they would have potentially gone above man city so 
And yeah, we, we, we should say it's a good point because Man, it was in going to the fixtures. It was in Man United's hands to go through. They just, I know it just sounds it's rather sort of belittling the the task at hand as they just had to beat Man City and they would have gone through. Um, as it happens, Man City are actually a half decent side and and they actually um, beat them on the day. Uh, the whole group stage thing is a bit of a mess. For me, there has to be an element of seeding. You have to have a balance of championship and WSL sides. You could have taken two championship teams out of the Aston Villa group and swapped them with, say, Liverpool or Everton or Man City and Leicester, I don't know, swap it around, and suddenly you've got a balance of... Like, we, our group, we had, was it Liverpool, um, Liverpool Spurs and Bristol was our um, WSL sides, but we also had Reading and Southampton. That's a proper group stage. That's what we should have in a, in a fighting group. It shouldn't be a full-blooded... Um, WSL team. Now, apparently these are all drawn. They're just, they're just freely drawn. There's no seedings. There's no mix and match like you do, let's say, on the Champions League group stage when they say, well, pot A is these teams and pot B is these teams. And you can see how it all lines up. If they're going to persist with the group stage, I think that needs a bit of a look at because you get these silly, very silly group stages. Um, the draw now is that Arsenal are away at LCL, as we've discussed before, and there is obviously a stigma attached to that tie, which I'm really not looking forward to. Spurs are at home to Man City, Chelsea at home to Sunderland. Brighton at home to Aston Villa, all ties on the 7th of February, all kickoffs 7 o'clock, apart from Spurs Man City, which is curiously at half seven. But speaking of Brighton, Lottie, we've had a managerial sacking. Mel Phillips sacked as the Brighton manager. Harsh or fair? Let's be honest, they've put so much investment in over the summer, bringing the likes of Akila Sada. Um, and a few more players. Brenda, I can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. There's, there's, they bought in. And they've recruited properly. Um, I rem- remember in like the summer window, we were sitting there, like not all of you see on the pod. We were sitting there. Oh look, Vicky Lasada's come back, and they bring in all these players, but the pieces don't seem to fix. They haven't done really well this season. No. But the kind of expectation is where they should be from everybody else, but for themselves, it's obviously a lot lower than they, what they wanted for this season. And. Yes. Them recruiting the way they did, they want to compete, which is always a good sign, and it's a good sign that the club is actually invested in the women's team as well. It is so, that, so we should say Brighton's done some local stuff behind the scenes, they've invested in a proper um, like training center, they're looking to build a dedicated women's football um, stadium for the women's team. But uh, I think the ownership came out and all the technical director, whoever the, the, the representative was, and saying, Oh, they want Brighton, they want to be a top four team. And I really appreciate the ambition because too many teams just want to middle it out and just do the bare minimum to stay in the league, get a bit of money, get a bit of attention. Brighton, I think, no, we want to be in the higher order. We want to eat at the top table. Brilliant. We want to invest in this team and get really good players and come to the team to make us a brilliant team. Brilliant. But you can't do that in one summer. You can't build, you can't, Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say, allegedly. Um but you look at Everton a few seasons ago when the ownership there um, decided just to, to throw money at the team. I think Willie Kogan had a decent season with Everton. I think they got to the FA Cup final. They were doing OK. It was just coming out of the COVID lockdown. And suddenly you had the likes of, um, I think they brought Leonie Meyer off us. They brought um, Tony Duggan in. They brought in a wealth of talent into the team. And they hardly won a game. And Willie Kirk got sacked because you cannot just piece together a, a brand new team on the fly. And we see it. With, it's obviously a women's football podcast, but if you look at the Premier League, look at teams like Forest, look at teams of QPR back in the day, it, it's a struggle to get these things to mesh. And I do feel sorry for Mel Flitz because I've, I instinctively thought she was doing okay at Brighton until I looked and realised they're actually 10th in the table. They've only won three games in the league all season. Um, it's not good form. And I understand their ambitions are, better, are, are higher, which is commendable, but I think a bit of a, a nice slice of reality pie might have been advisable in the Brighton canteen because I think it's slightly delusional to think that they were going to be competing for top four already. Um, so we'll see who comes in. Um, they've got a decent team there to to build upon, but I think building is the big question because they haven't they've struggled to do that. Um, breaking news: Jonathan Morgan has been sacked as the Sheffield United manager. He was obviously the the uh, manager at the time of the the Malikutak inquiry that's happening at the moment. Um, but the, we understand the sacking is not to do with that. It's actually to do with the fact that he it's been reported that he was in a relationship with a player whilst he was Leicester City manager, um, and his agency have sacked him as well. I would wager that he probably won't be in the women's game again. So that's a yeah, make of that we will. The big news, the big, big news, as we were saying earlier, Jen Beattie has gone. She has left Arsenal. She's gone to BFC. 
And two actually interesting will be linking up with another ex guna in uh, Oshwala, who's um, been picked up from Barcelona. So thoughts on the pair of you. Um, we'll start with you, Matt. Yen BT, what's your big favourite Yen BT moment? Um, actually, uh, funny enough, uh, Freddie, who was on the podcast when I wasn't here, um, <laughs> did a really good job of of uh, upping up Leavelty uh, during that time. But yeah, for Jen, um, I mentioned her interview when they were doing questions with Kim Little and Jen, and Jen was asking her about Scotland World Cup, mm. and Jen went for the men's instead of the women, and Jen just looked at her and I have to say, Kim. No, <laughs> sort of try, try to tell her off at the same time. But Jen's one of those characters that you see a lot of um, on a TikToks and things like that. She's she's ones that brings the um, the whole team together. It's whether it's a little sing song karaoke on the coaches on her away days, like it was at Liverpool. Or uh, she's a very likable character and. I think it's going to be a big miss from us, but Jen's always been a fantastic player and a fantastic servant for the club. The fact that she went away uh, to France, then she went to Man City, then decided, right, okay, I need to go back to Arsenal. Come back home. (laughs) Yeah, she's come back home and she's given it 100%. And Mm. she has been fantastic from day one, I, I think. And... I don't think a lot of Arsenal, well, I don't think any Arsenal fans can really say anything bad, um, bar um, a couple of instances, shall we say, that during the uh, FA Cup final. But we do not like to talk about those. We won't, because... we won't link. We won't linger on that game. We won't, we won't linger on that game. <laughs> yes. Look. Yeah. As soon as you see. Yeah. Okay. You we, lost this calling. What are you that. talking about? It never happened. <laughs> the, the FA it Cup never happened. Dream. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Oh, she is a legend. She is not just an Arsenal legend. She's a double star legend. She was in the league uh, at at its inception. Um, she actually scored the first ever double star goal at Meadow Park. Um, a rocket of a shot against Bristol City, which is on my feed. Do take a look at it. A bit of uh, retro knowledge there. Um, Lottie, I think we all know who what your favourite Yembeet is at the moment. I shall let you paint the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's definitely Jen Beatty's goal against Wolfsburg last, last season. Um, and then bowling over and basically putting pop on her backside. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we all know. I, I'm, I'm, this is probably the last time I'm probably going to get talked about talk about it now. But, yeah, no, that is one of my favourite moments. And I think the, the most recent one, it would have to be the TikTok that she released with Leah Williamson. Yes. Leah Williamson's playing the piano and Jen's on the guitar and it's just like, oh, I love this. I love I think for me, as I'm I a casual scroller of TikTok now and again, I'm always <laughs> checking up and seeing what, what Jen's doing because she's always got some great content and I think I'm gonna really miss that. She does a lot of those um dubbing, isn't it? With or they they they, yeah. they mouth the lines from a film or a TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with, she does. doing it with like Catley and Bethany, which has been very, very funny. Um I've got a few moments just to pick apart. Obviously, I think one of the things we should shout out is the uh, penalty against Spurs to win the shootout at Meadow Park in the Conti Cup, uh, yeah. the Conti Cup earlier this season, which was a very nice moment and a very well-taken penalty. Scoring against Paris FC ultimately wasn't to be, but that, that moment there was, was a magical moment. But I'm going to go for a goal which, in terms of football, was pretty inconsequential. It was part of a 5-0 battering Arsenal had away at Brighton. Um, but she scored a header from a corner and the entire team ran over and piled on and celebrated with her because it was the first goal she scored and it, she just re- since she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And it was... Well, a, that was the flick one, wasn't it, into the back of the net? It was, she took, headed it back and it was hooked off the line. Um, yeah. And it thankfully had crossed the line and it was, yeah, she'd just been uh, diagnosed with breast cancer and she fought that off as she fights everything off. And that was a real touching moment because at the time none of us knew really what the the news was. It was um it was just we just saw it as a, as a celebration. We didn't realise how much it meant. And I think the MBT meant a lot to a lot of people um, at Arsenal and the team, the fans. Um, we see it with a lot of the content, as you say, with the TikToks behind the scene, which brings a lot of laughter and joy. And she's a very experienced, very knowledgeable defender. Sadly, I do think at her age in the game, I think the game has maybe. She's not. She can't match the pace of the game anymore. We've seen that with the way that we've had to move to back freeze when she plays. And I think this is a 
good time for her to exit um, stage left. I was at the Medeski Stadium. Well, no, sorry. <clears throat> the select car leasing stadium uh, for our Conti Cup game against Reading when uh, Yen Beatty was subbed off for Leah Williamson. Um, and there was a nice moment where she bowed and she went off the pitch and Leah Williamson came on. And that was her last game for Arsenal. And for me, it felt like a bit of a passing of a torch. Um, she only extended for an extra year in the summer. And for me, obviously no evidence for this, but this is my opinion. I think she would have kept, she was kept on to provide Arsenal with cover whilst Leah came back from her ACL. Well, Leah is now back from her ACL. She is now getting minutes. And I think if we could be honest, we look at the defenders we've got now, I would struggle to see Yen Beattie getting many minutes ahead of the likes of Amanda Listed, Lotta Wibamoy, like Lekadinkna, um, and obviously Leah Williamson. But she leaves as an absolute legend, um, done some great stuff behind the scenes of the club, does some great podcasting work, so do keep an eye out for the um, even even better than our podcast. That's how good her podcast is, <laughs> even better than ours. I mean, yeah, um, praise Speaking comes to, praise comes to higher than that. <laughs> she did actually mention that in the summer, should Arsenal not offer another deal, she would have retired. So we did yeah. sort of semi-predict that was right. Yeah, which um, is a bit of a shame. I had that have been the case, but at least she knew her race was over. But she didn't want. Yes. She wanted to carry on. Bay FC come in. They give her an opportunity to play, and I, th- I think she, she's, I th- she's. By the sound of it, she's already. Well, she's already out there at the moment. She's going to be back for the Manchester United game at the Emirates, so she's going to get a proper goodbye. Mm. So maybe on five minutes. I don't, I don't know if this is being talked about by fans, but five minutes, Super Gem BT, yeah. Chan, get it going. I, I could get behind that, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's I'm a really, really good that. idea. If she's in the stadium, we, I won't be there, sadly. But those who are there, <laughs> not by choice, it's by work commitment, sadly. Um, I would love to be in that stadium. And it looks like it's going to sell out. It's going to be incredible, the Marion United game. But if she is in the stadium, then, uh, it, or if she's not, but even better if she was, five minutes in, Super MBT. One last thing I wanted to mention is one of our greatest, well, greatest moments were never caught on TV because the coverage wasn't there. But if you look for the football statistics, she scored because from the previous life before being defender, she was a striker. She scored hat-tricks against both Chelsea and Barcelona. How many players can have that on their resume? Um, a brilliant, brilliant player and a brilliant, brilliant person. And I think all of us Arsenal wish her all the best in BSC. And we hope we see you again soon um, at the home of Arsenal. Um, a few more, maybe more pleasant things to talk about. And that is uh, the manager of the month and goal of the month nominations, because Arsenal do have horses in these races. Uh, Jonas has obviously been nominated for the sterling work he's done in the month of January and Viv's Thunder Blaster goal uh, where at Liverpool, which I think me and Matt can agree was an absolute corker. That is goal of the month. So anybody who says otherwise is <laughs> go get your eyes tested. Just, End not, of story. just not just because of the quality of the goal, but who scored the it's goal Viv. and what it meant. It's Viv. It's so Viv. that's do if you're go listening on. and you uh, haven't yet, please go online and vote for them. Uh, a final point. Walk in her name is back. If you remember that last year, um, lots of Arsenal fans donated or walked the uh, 100k to raise awareness and raise money for um, cancer research. And obviously, this was done with Beth Mead in mind, and obviously the, the, the tragedy that happened with her and her mother. Uh, Beth Mead is captaining once again. So if you are an Arsenal fan and you, um, there are lots, there'll be lots of stuff about in March they're doing it, and there'll be lots of stuff online about it. People looking to do the walk, do you know, support them. Donate money, even if it's five pounds, ten pounds, if as many Arsenal fans as we can to donate to those doing the walk, or do the walk yourself and encourage others to, to sponsor you. Um, it all helps, and it all helps fight this this awful, terrible disease um, that that unfortunately takes away a lot of happiness out of our lives. And I think we can all relate to know someone, either yourself or to others who have had who have had suffered this. So um, yes, that's coming up. So do keep an eye out for it and do. Uh, do what you can to support. Uh, right, we shall move on to the game. Um, there is a game this weekend, and that is West Ham away. Um, so I must admit, this is a ground I'm actually going to for the first time. Matt, you've been here before. Um, yeah. You were there actually the last time we um, scored at this ground. Actually, who was the uh, who was the last player to score for, score for Arsenal at this at this ground? I believe it was Steph Catley leave correctly it was Dina and then Steph Catley with a very well taken uh, rocket if I believe um, yes. remember correctly wasn't enough on the day to obviously win the league title and it was a rather sad sort of ending um, last time obviously last season it was of course 0-0 um, 
wasn't a great game. Um, but early in the season was pretty good. 3-0, Beth Mead brace first goal back for Beth Mead, obviously from her injury. And I think we all rather enjoy the day out Frieda with the other goal. Matt, what have you made of West Ham this season? They have been very dodgy, but they've been this side that have been dodgy for a while. And you're thinking, OK, this is the time where you're going to eventually now get relegated. This is a team that since their inception into the WSL have been on the on the fringes of getting relegated nearly every season. And you're thinking, well, surely it's this time. Surely this this time. In the past, there have been teams where they flirted and then they've eventually gone down the likes of Reading, who um, who made that great escape. You look at Leicester, who have have escaped that at the moment. Um, but there are teams that will continue to flirt. I mean, you could probably point to Brighton at the moment as well. Yep, they're only six points off the off the uh, the bottom line. It it is a bit of a worry, but then you you see that the pull they've had in the in this window, all of a sudden it's like a switch has been turned on. On um, Katrina Gori uh, has joined their ranks in the midfield, so she's going to be their solid rock. That she's going to be the the one that's going to be making sure that they're as <clears throat> as steady as they can be defensively. It's, it's, I think what the huge miss for them is uh, Dagny Brunstrott here, who um, is actually not available this entire season because she's actually pregnant. Um, I believe she has had her son as well, so congratulations to her. But she is a huge miss. I, I can't count the amount of times that, that uh, within the opening five minutes, uh, Brunstrott here had, had got that opening goal for West Ham. And then just after that goal, nothing else really happened with West Ham. They just sort of capitulated and would lose two, two or three one um, last season. But they, they do still need someone like a Brinsdorf here in that side. Um, I think they've recruited well in this January, and I think they'll be looking to up themselves up the table for sure. Um, with this being at Dagenham Redditch, where West Ham play, um, I think with the intensity that we had last time of just keep on shooting and eventually it will go in and for whatever reason it didn't this was around the time where Stina was not finding her feet Caitlin Ford was was in a little bit of form and she couldn't she couldn't find the back of that and it all just sort of fell apart from there um I think Jonas would use last season as the example was make sure it doesn't happen again yeah. Make sure that we put one in the back of that. And if we get another one, make sure we get a second. If we can get a third, great. Can I just look a question for the pair of you? Um, Lottie, I'll start with you first. How many points have West Ham got uh, one at home this season? I know they've... Hang on. Uh, I, don't, I haven't even looked at the table. I don't even know where no, they no, are. No, 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 it's just, just as a straight number guess. How many points do you reckon they've, they've won at home this season? Six. Six, Matt, going a higher or lower? I was going to say four. Four, one. They've got one point at home all season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so just to break that down, that is a one-all draw at home to um, Liverpool. And their two wins were away at Brighton and Bristol. Um, they've not, this is the thing, they've not been great this season. They have lost, and in some cases lost rather badly. Um, as I said earlier, they won. They, we won when they travelled to, to Meadow Park early in the season. Um, we should probably have a look at the team in question um, from our perspective. And the obvious one is that um, Katie McCabe is suspended. Um, I think we could all maybe have conspiracy theories around the suspension. Um, Lottie, um, we did mention in the previous pod. Uh, were you? Uh, do you think this was a, a deliberate ploy to to get to uh, get the suspension out of the way? I hope it was, because then she's ready for Man United. She's all fresh and ready Absolutely. to terrorise. So, and I think I do feel like Steph Catley needs a full ninety minutes now, because um, obviously Katie's been preferred at the moment. But a nice to have. I think what I'm looking forward to for this game mostly is Caitlin Ford, Steph Catley, Kyra Cooney Cross, uh, Gory, and uh, just coming up and playing against each other. It's just yes. like obviously Gory knows the rest. Of three of our players very very well so it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how she escapes Steph if she goes down that left to try attempt on goal herself mm. how she's going to get around Steph Catley or is she going to go another route 
Well, it's going to be interesting how the the Osnal, as we're now being known as, um, yeah. coming up come against their yeah. Aussie contingent. Hopefully, we'll have an Aussie spine this weekend. Wow, you, are you hoping for Kyra to step up into the field? I say field? this every week, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I'm still wait, I'm still waiting. We'll see. We'll see. Um, um, yeah, Matt, no. Anyone who is going up to the Emirates anytime soon, make sure you have a good look around because the women are now outside the Emirates. Every single one of them. And most of them are all outside the away end, which is absolutely beautiful. That's good. I can't, well, I say I can't wait to see that. The next time I'm going there will be the Spurs game. So I can't wait. Hopefully the bands yeah. are still up when that's the case. And I do uh, hope yeah, no, it's a permanent feature. They, I think the only annoying thing is with Alessia Russo, they, they kind of move, she's right on the brim of the away end where the away fans go in which is a little bit annoying for Man United coming up. I was hoping that she'd be right in front of it. Mm. But hey. oh, we, do, we don't antagonise them too much. We want to, we want to uh, beat them on the pitch, you know, not just... You're no fun. <laughs> You're no fun. Oh, oh, I have fun, but I have other ways. You, there, are, there are worse ways you can break a person than just simply have a banner outside the, the away end. There are better ways of doing it. Yeah, um, but Lissy Roos is playing on the right side this time. That's not... <laughs> she, she's come to the light side of the force. Oh, yeah. um, absolutely so last time out for West Ham they actually won a game surprise surprise and that was away at Bristol City surprise mm. surprise there um they're now three points above the relegation zone looking on the way up they've got as you mentioned earlier about the likes of Gory they've got the likes of uh, uh Marika Bergman London the likes of Kirsty Mewis in now real talent Zadorski's come in on loan from Spurs a player Rianski knows very well um I did want to just tap on did you get a chance to see their last home game when um, they played Spurs? Um, just oh, that was four three, wasn't it? The four three game to um, they just Spurs. lost that. Mm. Yeah, they just mm. lost that. The thing is, if West Ham are going to turn up against two teams out of that table, it's going to be us and Spurs because it's a local derby. Mm. I'm sorry, but if like you look at last season, for example, we want we they played fantastically to keep us out. Crumble against Chelsea in the next fixture. They had one job. <laughs> they had one damn job. Excuse yeah, but it but it made the Conti Cup final even better. Yeah, but yeah, the Conti Cup did. final was even sweeter because you played Emma Hayes in the it's, final. Yeah, doing us a favour. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. And the um, thing is, like, we all know, we know, we all know United's track record against Chelsea. But hey, absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. I just, I just hope we kind of just break them down properly this time around and actually hit the back of the net and I'm hoping Viv fancies another goal I'd love for Viv to score again this weekend we should say we'll go back onto a tease but I did want to uh, make an announcement that it's been confirmed the game is a sellout um, I think I believe it's something like 1,400 fans I think are going to be crammed into the away end um, at the yeah I think round. their total was I think their, their rec- the record is just under 4,000 and they're really close to it at the moment yeah, the last so, I read. So, so as much as we can say, well done to the Arsenal for you know the away uh, allocation. I think they're going to be invaded. <laughs> but providing, yeah, are, are you insinuating there might be Arsenal fans in the home end? <laughs> oh yeah, come on. That's come what on. happens on the. Final it's a bit day. like when we had. It's a bit like me and Matt were sitting in block three, and oh, was it? Oh no, we were we were sitting in block one last season behind Emma Hayes. Um, we were taunting her. She could hear us. Mm. She didn't rise to it. Um, and the Chelsea scored, and then Chelsea fan jumped up in front of us a few rows forward. I was like, "What?" There's, so there Why was, are you here? There it was, was a, in block one behind the away bench. This one person just stood up and screamed his head off. Maybe they wanted the to get a block. Was just looking at her like, really? They, maybe they want to be close to Emma Hayes. You know, they're a manager. They want to support the manager. You know. Oh, well, well, that's that. I said their choice. They could have sat with the rest of Chelsea fans. Plenty of space in there. What the, what the, what the puny little blue corner? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm hoping I was there for the Liverpool game last weekend and it was mm. spectacular, sp- spectacular support. I'm hoping for something similar. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, as for the teams, with, with Bouquet being suspended, I think it probably picks itself. I can't really think of any... More or less. It is, is, I think it's more of a debate of what midfield two are you going with for me at the moment. Because you've got I, Kimmy, you've got Leah, and you've got Vic, and then you've got Kyra. Like, do you mm. stick with Volti and Pelova? Because I'm loving that combination. Or do you give Kimmy a run out? 
But Kimmy's been playing more as a ten recently. But I yeah. think he, but I think he wants to play Viv more to build up the relationship with Russo. Matt, I come on yeah. this. Which way do you? How do you see the midfield and the ten working? How is that trio going to line up? I don't think we're going to see any real changes. I think it's going to be uh, stick with what we have so far. And the only change will obviously be Steph Catley comes in at left back, which then means there's an extra space on the sub bench. Um, so we might see another youngster on the bench this time around. It might be Leah, uh, Vivian Le- Leah, that might step up just to fill that spot at the moment. Another Leah. <laughs> another Viv. Another Viv, another Leah. We should actually, you mentioned about spaces. It did just come to me. Um, Arsenal now actually have a, a space in their entire roster now. They were full to the brim until mm. just now. Um, sadly, there wasn't enough time to make a signing, but it does obviously mean we, could, we will probably have a more an option to maybe bring someone in the summer that maybe we didn't think so originally. So something to keep an eye out for there. But back to the team, I'm really excited to see see Viv potentially start again. I think yeah. I, I, what I saw at Liverpool once she got that goal, I mean, she said in the post-match, she was talking about how she was, she, wasn't as fearful anymore, a lot more confident. She's not worried about her knees. She sort of feels like a new player again. And we certainly saw some some really good, um, what we call line-breaking passes before the goal. Some of the balls she was mm-hmm. pinging in behind the defence with like some Mead and Fox to run onto. So I think that bodes well, especially against a team like West Ham, which is going to, we all know, is going to sit deep, low block. This is Rayanne Skinner we're talking about. We've played her game before. We know exactly how the team are going to line up. And it's just going to be like Liverpool, a game of patience. Don't do anything stupid at the back. Keep the ball moving fast. Get the accurate pass in. I think a player like Viv will do that. Um, Lottie, obviously, I think the front three, again, Lacasse isn't going to start, is she? No, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Beth Mead is, as Viv Viv would say, is is teacher's pet. Coach's (laughs) pet, I should say. Um, If you haven't seen that interview, you need to go back and watch it because Viv is just looking at Beth and Beth is just talking and talking and digging herself a hole. It's hilarious. It's still one of my favourite interviews. Um, But yeah, Beth's going to start, I think, Leslie uh, Leslie up top and then Mm. Caitlin Ford on the left. Although I would like to see Lacasse on the left just to give Caitlin a break. I, I would like to see Lacasse come on earlier. I think yeah. I think McKay, um, I think Idaval Jonas has to be braver in bringing off the one likes of Ford or Beth early in the game and give Lacasse yeah, a bigger runner. I know I agree with that, but he's not afraid to take Lessie off, and I like no. that because Dean is getting her minutes, so he's just got to be less afraid. Mm. I, I don't want to say he's a, he's scared of taking them off because the reaction of the fans, but because both of them, well, Beth's the fan favourite more than yeah. Caitlin. I, I don't think it's um, a fan thing. But, I just think it's a game state thing. He has to trust yeah, that Lacasse can do the job. Yeah, there's that. But you also don't want to upset the fans at, t- at the same time. Yeah, I do get that. There, should... there, there are there are corners of this fan base that, yeah. Yeah, um, well, this is one of the things like that's that, been but... sort of preached to us, which is we, we have to embrace the idea that our favourite player may not play every every game because yeah. of the talent we have. Um, and I, I've said this with the likes of McCabe, he has had the courage to to bench someone like Katie McCabe so other players can mm-hmm. play the role. Obviously, his hand's been tied there, McCabe's been yeah, suspended. Benching Steph Catley. Just like, put, put it out there, though. Well. Would you rather have the squad now that we have mm. and there's no barely any injuries, touch wood, Mm. Or would you rather have the squad where we're bare to the bare bones, but we still got the 25 squad list? No, you want to be. You want to be. No, I'm you happy wanna, with what we've got now. I, wanna, I like having this problem. It, but it, it keeps. It's, also, it's it just people. People think they know better than Jonas, but Jonas is with these guys most of the week. He, he's behind the scenes. He sees what we don't see on the pitch. So it's a case of you just got to trust him. And a lot of people, there's some people that won't. You keep the opposition guessing, though, aren't you? Because it could be yeah. one week, it could be kind of Kareni Cross and Kim Little, or it could be next week Victoria Pulover and Leo Velti. Yeah, you keep you keep not. keep the opponent guessing, and, and it's think, almost like you're trying to play chess. And but Jonas, I think, I'd I think in a dream world, in a, in a dream world, you would rotate your players every game. You would have a different team to keep you on the toes. I just don't I, think we're I in a position we where we can do that. To, I think we also need to remember the fact that. In January, we've always had a slow start. Yeah. And I'm liking what we're, I'm seeing at the moment. It's, yeah. it's, I'm clinging on to it. The men are not doing great. 
So I'm happy <laughs> at the minute. So that's true. I'm just I'm just I'm coming along for the ride for January because it's normally a very slow start, and this is just something different for us, especially in January. Yes, I, I, I this is my feeling is with this team is I would love yeah as I said I would love it that we could one day play Karakuni Cross the next day play Lea Valti and there'd be no change in the team in terms of the levels in terms of the performance in terms of the goal scoring but the team is That's not there time. yet it's gonna take time we spoke about Mel Phillips in the pod and she wasn't given the time to do that they expected them to be um you know top three top four already which I think was grossly unfair although that being said being 10th in the table isn't great it's one of the reasons I was quite happy with the club when they when we'd lost our opening game of the season we were out of Europe we'd only drawn against Man United we, they gave them a contract extension they showed the faith and said no we trust you to ride out that wave and and this team will come back and they have come back you know and they, yeah, they're only three points at the top and you just think if one fumble from Chelsea it could happen and we're in the race. Speaking of Jonas, have either of you watched the behind-the-scenes video of him doing a training session on with the Arsenal players? He did a I'm thing with up. Sky. Yeah, sort he did of. A, not yet. No. In the in the preview to the Liverpool game, uh, as part of the build-up, he there was and there's a, the full clips on YouTube. He explains some of the training activities they're doing, the the one v one matches to work on the pressing and the passing. Um, really interesting to read, just to watch and and see how his mind works with the training. It's very intense. It's very sort of high level stuff. So it's really interesting to watch. Um, Caitlin Ford, Lottie, is she back on form? <laughs> I can see Matt, Matt sitting there cringing at this point. Um, uh, I don't know how to answer this question, but yeah, I'm not biting. Like, Just don't wind your rod up, Matt. You're not getting a nibble. It's not happening. Nom, nom, um, nom, nom. Yeah, I don't. She runs hot and cold. We all know this, and it's just if she can. I'm just hoping she gets one past the West Ham keeper this weekend mm. because she was banging on the door last season, and it was just didn't happen for her. Another player that Kaylee Ford will know very well. Mm. <laughs> mm. Indeed, indeed. Oh yeah, Mackenzie Arnold. I forgot about. <laughs> I'm still wondering if she's injured. <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was out with injury. Oh, is she? Oh. Laughing at me. I thought she no, was injured. I'm, just, I'm no, I was thinking because last season it was Mackenzie Arnold, wasn't it? Last season it was Mackenzie yeah. Arnold. Yeah. And that's... this year it's is it Megan Walsh who used to play for Reading? Yes, I think it is. I've got, the, I've got, I've got the squad in front of me. Uh, so just going for, yes, Megan Walsh. Yeah, there we go. So if it is Megan Walsh, maybe we'll have a chance, and maybe Caitlin Ford will have the element of surprise. Um, well, I really... haven't revealed anything, so I don't know if there's any changes or Mackenzie Arnold is officially back. So apologies, Adam. That's fine. Um, I've been quite pressive forward. I, I like what I'm seeing. It's she's got that strength. Um, she's always looking to beat the player on the outside. She's always looking to take to back the defender into the box. Um, it's just sometimes in the final third, her her, um, her finish goes well, a final ball or final finish goes a bit awry. You know, yeah, no, quite... the last. Sorry, with Mackenzie Arnold. She... Arnie, <laughs> Mackenzie Arnold. I'll um, be back. She tore a tricep ah, um, yeah. against Canada over over the uh, Christmas period. Okay. So well, fourteenth, we'll... fourteenth like, well, December. So I think she may be still out. It's a mis- It's a weird arm injury, but obviously she's a keeper. She needs her arms. Well, yeah, they are. They are a critical part of being a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a. Union will agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's just that pro- it's just that final product. It's just that last ball. It's that last pass. I mean, she got a nice goal against Liverpool. Um, d- took a finish very well. Um, it's just yeah, find that consistency in the final third. But I've always felt that she's a. She's, in the last few seasons, she's always come alive in the second half of the season. Um, that's when we sort of see the better for, and hopefully, we can get her on a good run of form going into the likes of Manchester City, Manchester United, Spurs, Chelsea. Um, and I think she could be a crucial part of that. And obviously, she'll be linking up with Steph Catley again, which we all know works rather well. Yeah, Before we move, is beautiful when they're together. I love absolutely, it. Absolutely. Um, we won't do a team prediction because I think we all know what the team will be. Um, even though the weird thing is we've got all these options, but we know that Jonas will pick a particular eleven, and likes of Stina, likes of Lacasse, they'll be coming off the bench. Um, although I will quickly say, do we think? Leah Williamson will come off the bench for this one. 
with London City Lionesses in midweek, I'd imagine not. I imagine it would be the same with Kim Little as well. Against um, she'll be starting against West Ham. I don't imagine that they'll be playing minutes, and if they do, it'll be the so, uh, ten minutes. Yes, I was going to say I'm not saying they're going to start. I'm not. I don't think Kim. Oh, no, will no start. I mean like. But off so, the bench, do you think that Leslie? So do you think Kim will come off the bench against West Ham? I'd say the last ten minutes. Same with last Leo. ten minutes. So like, okay, ten minutes to get the game out, get applause from the fans. Mm. Lottie? Closing minutes plus additional time. Okay, so mm. it would be good for her to get her first WSL um, minutes since the injury. It was a bit, I was watching the Liverpool game back and all the pre-talk was about Leah Williamson, she's on the bench and they're filming her in the warm-up and they're showing her on the bench and how many minutes does she get? None. Um, so hopefully um, she gets a run out. Just quickly, um, Adam, how nice was it to see Kim Little back on the pitch? What in the last two games? Yeah, just what I just what just uh, from the from the Liverpool. Let's go from the Liverpool game because most recently there was a lot of appreciation for her there. I I Kim Little is one of those players. I've said it time and time again. I only truly appreciated how good she was when I saw her in person. When you see the things that she can do in the in the midfield in person, um, both in the ten and and also in the in the double pivot, um, it's extraordinary. She's got the the, the yeah, she's got that because she's so small, she's got the shifted body weight. She can she's like a pullover, she's press resistant. She can twist out of anything, but she can dictate the midfield. How many times when we play Chelsea, she's the player of the match when we win? I think of the Conti Cup final. I also look back on the the draw, the only draw we had at um well the Conti Cup final, the recent I think did she get player of the match against Chelsea or was that um Leslie the one at Emirates Stadium? Lessie got it. That was Lessie. So the Conti Cup final, she was player of the match. And I think she was player of the match when we got a nil-nil draw away at um, Kings Meadow um, a few seasons ago. But she's just this just this, play, this player that it just she's experienced like Yembiti, but she's still able to play at such a high level. And it's there's no, it's not a coincidence, it's not luck or or, or strange when the likes of Tobin he said, who's the best player played with? Oh, it was Kim Litter when she was in the NWSL. Um really good to see on the back of the pitch. I also I don't think it's a coincidence that when she did come on the pitch for the last, I think it was 20 minutes or so away um, at Liverpool, um, we started to look a lot more threatening in the final third. Now, I know there were other caveats around that. Liverpool defence was obviously tiring. There were two goals down, so the mentality is to defend maybe isn't as strong because the game has sort of drifted from them. Arsenal have made some changes. They brought Steiner on, more pace in the front. But you got, yeah, you got Kim Little on the pitch and suddenly Steiner's got four chances in the last 20 minutes, um, you know, with what she's offering in the midfield. So, Really good to see her back. I hope we see a bit more than 10 minutes from her um, against West Ham. Um, another 20 minutes would be great. And I think, I think you probably got right. I think she'll probably start against Atlantic Alliances. And I think she'll probably start again with Kara Cooney Cross in the midfield. Um, and that will be quite exciting. I'm not sure if the pair of them have played together. Um, should say, um, Viv, um, well, Kara, Kara was interviewed, I think it was Optus Sports. I think it was Opt- Optus Sports. And there was a, um, there was a quote from Miedemar who's, Talking about how she's like this really raw talent, so she's a you know there's a there's a vote of confidence from one of the best players in the world about Kyra. So I'd like to see her play with Kim Little because I think she could learn a lot off her. Um, before we move on to score predictions, just quickly a word on Viv actually. Um, now that she scored a goal, and a great goal at that. Um, do you think now is is the moment where Viv is going to explode for the rest of the season, and we're going to see this number ten? position that apparently she's always wanted this has been the position she wants to play she can do all these great passes great moments great goals is this the moment where Viv is like Beth Mead back and playing normally Matt I thought you were going to go to Lottie first if I'm honest but I know that's at, why this, I went to you. at this moment in time um I think it's finally getting the monkey off your back to so to speak um once you've got once something's happened it's like right, okay, it's done now. Let's try and see if I can continue this this going. It's a bit like Caitlin in another way. Um, once she's scored one, she'll go right, okay, I'll score another one in the next game, and then she goes and scores against Liverpool as well. So it it's very similar attitude mentality. But I know Viv's not very big on the goals, but what now that she's got one, I think she's got. A, I, I imagine she's set herself a setting of maybe five goals this season. She's got one in the WSL uh, mm. with against Liverpool. I imagine that she'll want to keep it going. Um just thinking back how crucial she was last season 
when we didn't have Beth, it was yeah. who scored the who scored the winner against Everton. It was Viv, Viv. Who, who was the one that was scoring goals when we needed her to her to be put in the goals. It was Viv. Viv. So I imagine now, although it's not really going to be her job, so mm. to speak. She, I think she's going to be good. I think five goals for her this season would be a good tally, and if she can add a few more assists on top of that, I think she'll be happy. Lottie, do you think? Uh, how, where do you see Viv at the moment? Do you think she's back of the best, or are we not quite there yet? You're mounting the pressure too soon. She's got that first goal. Mm-hmm. She, you need to remember she's the record holder for all-time goal scorer for the WSL. Really, and I never knew that. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no one mentioned before. <laughs> oh, you sure? Yeah, but I just think I don't, I just think the expectation on her yeah. needs to be reduced. I've said this before, mm-hmm. and I'll say it again. Like we've got numbers now to score. We don't have to have rely on her to carry yes. carry us all the way through. I mean, I, I sometimes I feel like. Now Viv is back up and running. I'm wondering if Viv and Beth are going to have a competition now. Who can score the most goals before the end of the season? But it's, it, be, it might it be, be a case of they do that next season. But it's, it's also a motivation thing as well. Um, it kind of reminds me of the, I think, Leah Williamson interview. Beth, She assisted Beth when she scored. Mm. She turned around and said, before the game, I'm going to assist you to score to Beth. Mm. And that's what happened. So it's anything's possible. But I'm not one of these fans that's going to pressurise. I want her to enjoy her football. No, we shouldn't really be pressurising her. No, I no, think no. she's she's going to have the pressure herself. Um, yeah, she's got low mental, mental, her own mental expectations. Yeah. Fact, Never Kate mind what fans want. Fa- she, yeah. I think she said once, fa- fans are savage. <laughs> yeah. So that's, tr- well, that's true. And um, it does. It does. Anything we do say when it's horrid, horrid, it does affect them if they see it. Mm. And it's a good. Yeah. I've, in fairness, I've I've seen players call fans worse things. Um, <laughs> Lindsay Horn um, springs to mind. Um, um, yeah, no, that that was taken out of context. To be fair, it was. I read oh, the article. Yes, and was so like, was my comment. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was completely taken out of context, and you just Did it you again. were trawling, weren't you? Yeah, you were trawling, and, weren't you, on social media? Like, yeah. Let's have this conversation later. <laughs> well, as Lindy Horan said, let's talk about football. Um, and football shall. Before we move on to the uh, score prediction, therefore, I want a quick yes or no for both of you. Uh, lot of country first. Do you think that Viv will sign a contract extension at the end of the season? Yes. Yes, because she's obviously come, she's at the end of her contract. Matt, yes or yes. no? Yes. Okay, well, fingers crossed she does. So, Adam, you haven't answered your own question yet. <laughs> uh, yes, obviously. Full house. Woo! <laughs> um, Score predictions then. Lotto come to you first. What's it going to be? Hattrick to Viv. I'm joking. Uh, I'm going to have 4 0 Arsenal. 4 0 Arsenal. I like the sound yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm going to have that. Um, as for Stina, I don't know if she'll get on the score sheet because after what I saw at Liverpool, I don't know. I don't I, know. I'm sorry, I mean, sorry I for her. She, she came so close and I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a no, I saw on the replays. I watched it, it back just... frame by frame and I was just like, no. We should say um, Arsenal are eight goals behind Manchester City and um, three, uh, nine goals behind Chelsea in the in the goal difference charts. Yeah, there is a the lot. There's a lot of goals we need to catch up on, especially when you look at who the other um, who Chelsea Manchester got. The thing is, it doesn't help that that um, certain teams, other t- the other team in Middlesex, let them let themselves get smoked seven <laughs> seven something. Yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, Matt, that doesn't help. And Bunny Shaw, what, she scored nine in Matt nine five games against them? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. She loves it. Matt, any um, any higher on four? Can we go five? Can we go six? I was, I was actually going to say three now. Fair enough. I'll go um, three one. I'll go three one. I think it will be just a win. Don't trust that back line, no? Just because, again, it's the whole... I know or is got... it Manu? No, it's not my. It's the fact that, like, I know we got a clean sheet against Liverpool, and it was a really well-disciplined performance. But we just have this knack of just conceding stupid goals. Just one goal, but it'll be a stupid goal. Um, yeah. No, just, I'll um, give you that. I give um, you that, but I think the away that... support's going to be monumental against whoever's in. I think. West Ham. I think Kirsty Mewis will score her first West Ham goal against us. I don't think she scored for them yet. 
I think Sam Kerr will be watching. Well, Sam, no, yeah. no, it's not Kerr, no, it's, it's um, Christy. Is it, no, it's yeah. Christy. It's Christy Mewis. Yeah, sorry, Christy Mewis. I've um, got my eye on one around. So I think 3-1 there. So we'll just pour over the rest of the weekend um, before we wrap up. So Saturday, oh, Saturday, uh, Villa versus Bristol City, half 12 kickoff. Um, Villa are now in a game when they can play Noel Maritz um, <laughs> at home <laughs> against a Bristol City side who are bottom of the league. Um, I I can only see this really going one way. I know Bristol's, I know um, Aston Villa have been a bit pants this season, although they are they are eighth in the table. They are climbing. Um, Matt, any hope for Bristol? I don't think so. No, I I think oddly enough. A lot of people are expecting like Daphne van Donsteller to be their goalkeeper in this time because they think Bristol are going to have a lot of shots. I don't think they will. I'm going to, if I had to put a score on it, I think it's going to be 4 0 Villa. 4 0 Villa. I should say they lost a previous outing um, away at Manchester United 2 um, 1. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen the replays at all from any of those games. Um, there was a, a, a debatable penalty. Um, that Rachel Daly um, <clears throat> won in the box and scored. Um, Lottie, um, your favourite Daly, is she going to uh, drag Villa to safety? I think this game's going to be a draw. I'm going to go for 2-2 because Bristol seem to somehow find a way if you look at their score lines and Villa's form hasn't been fantastic. Mm. So I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw um, because Bristol, Bristol are trying. It's what the resources they have, they're doing well from my point of view and they have just signed lisa evans ex arsenal yes. ex arsenal forward yep. ex west ham lisa forward. is now a robin lisa evans is now a robin so best of luck to lisa as a as an ex arsenal player we, we wish her all the best and hopefully uh, she'll get some minutes she'll get some minutes mm, get some minutes get some goals because she has got goals in her and you know she's got a hat trick against spurs you know no better uh <laughs> no better compliment than that and um, Manchester United versus Brighton Sunday, 12 o'clock. Uh, Brighton obviously now under an interim manager at the moment. May United are at home, um, looking to try and get a bit of momentum after their um, <clears throat> battering at Stamford Bridge. Lottie. New manager bounce for Brighton, so to speak, although it's interim. 2-1 mm. Wow. Okay. Well, we should. Well, I should say that the last time, and in fairness, the last time that Brighton went to Manchester, they actually got a win, and that was at Manchester City's Joy Stadium. You know, we should have that caveat. They they have gone to an away ground and got a result. Um, Matt, have you any hope for, for? Are you as optimistic about Brighton as Lottie is? Or um, oh, you'd kind of hide. Why I got there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you did, it's like you didn't even believe what you were saying. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you kind of do hope with these sorts of things. If I'm honest, I think um, this time around, bro, unfortunately, Brighton don't see anything really. I I just imagine United are just going to do what they always end up doing somehow, and that's getting their way. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it's going to be anything special. I think it's going to be something like two 0 Yeah, I'm gonna go four 0 I just think I just think May night. I mean May United away at Brighton, terrific game. Brighton got a two all draw, and it was that uh, that made me think, oh, this Brighton team should have won that game. Yeah, last minute Rachel Williams equaliser, and it was that game that made me think, oh, Brighton, I've got something about them here. They've got a good high press, they've got good energy about the game, they're getting the goals, but they can't defend. They cannot defend. I think I mean the man, which is bonkers because they went to Man City and got a clean sheet and got a win, but pretty much every other game they've just been wide open and battered. So. Um, no, sadly, I do think Brighton are going to lose that one, which is annoying, really. Uh, West Ham Arsenal will discuss. We should say it's a half 12 kickoff and it's live on BBC Two. So if you're not watching, I tell you, there, is no, no, there is no rugby on the Sunday because the rugby is actually happening as we speak. So no excuse. Uh, half 12, BBC Two, live West Ham at home to Arsenal. So do make sure if you can't go to the game because the tickets are gone, tune in and support the team. Uh, elsewhere, Man City at home to Leicester. I mean, Matt, it's a Leicester win. Uh, sorry, Leicester win. It's a Man City <laughs> win. I, I wish it was a Leicester win. It's going to be a Man City win, isn't it? Yes. Um, I, you'd imagine so. And it could be another hit and run from Bottom City um, at mm. this moment in time. 
But you never know. Leicester do ha- do have the sort odd surprise. I mean, they they were two 0 up at half time against us, and then it all, all fell all fell fell apart. I mean, yeah, last that's time. I'm looking for hope here, Matt. I'm looking but for last to time, feed on to make you think, Matt, just, get well. you're <laughs> Last time they got there, I mean, City only won, won 1-0, and that was down to Chloe Kelly in the second half. And yes. to be honest, City didn't really deserve anything that day. Um, I think a draw would have been a fair result on, on that day. Um, so as long as that Leicester turns up, the one that was very defiant and we shall not be moved, the brick wall, whatever you want to call it, mm is there then i imagine that's going to be the case but at this moment in time i think it, it could with how city are just free scoring if you can cut that supply off early doors and they don't really have a backup plan i so. mean this is this is Man city's the last home game Man city had was um the home game against liverpool and the thing is with Man city is once you let one goal in that's it the rest just flow and flow and flow you have to restrate them and maybe willie kirk can set them up right lottie um any hope for leicester I want to say yes, but I can't. I'd be lying to myself. <laughs> I'm going to call this a nil-nil draw, just to oh, accept it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, we are we are clutching Can't at straws here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for at... a full house of wrong scorelines today. So <laughs> let's do it. I'm looking at the the, the the fixtures weekend, and all I'm just seeing is like we've got to beat West Ham because all our other rivals are winning this weekend. Um, yeah. The in, the interesting one for me is Liverpool at home to Spurs. They're both on 18 Liverpool points. Liverpool winning that one. Liverpool. Liverpool. They'll win that one. Yeah. Matt. Excuse me. Um, I think this off. time this time around it is going to be Liverpool. I think they'll be a bit disappointed. They didn't really have anything to go for them in against us this last weekend. Mm. The and the only chance they really had was the one on one. Yeah. And even then, on another day, that probably goes in two one, and then Please. chaos towards the last <laughs> added Please, no. minutes. Um, but no, I I imagine Liverpool will go out there and they'll put in a performance. I mean, they're going going to show in how good she is. So I imagine she's going to kick on. So I'm I, I'm going to go with. You know what? I'm going to go with a bit of a cricket score here. I'm going to go four 0 Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool lost their last two games. Um, admittedly, they were against one um, was against Arsenal and against Man City. This at home, I would expect them to um, do a bit better. And there is a lot of talent in that team. Uh, Matt Beard's a very good manager, so I would expect them to do better than they did against us because I think they focus more on trying to contain us rather than actually expressing themselves. And I think that was to their detriment. Uh, last game uh, before we wrap up for for the night, Chelsea at home to Everton, 6:45. It's a Sky game kickoff, uh, hot on the heels of our game, our men's game against Liverpool Emirates Stadium. Um, Lottie, throw me a bone here. <laughs> give me, give me something. Give me something to to to, to hope for because I, I I I'm just seeing. Goals, 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 goals. Well, I'm, I'm just seeing Emma Hayes cricket scoreline, so don't ask yeah. me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Unless Everton can put a put a magic trick out of the hat, which Matt might know. But yeah, Matt, you are a resident Everton expert here. Tell me this, Matt's that the, the, the manager's got. What, is it Brian? Please tell us there is hope. There's something. <laughs> I think the January transfer window has actually helped them a little bit. Um, All right. Towards the end of the window, they ended up getting a few players in, which which will help them. Yeah. And so a little bit of unknown there. It's just a shame they haven't got anyone in defensively. Um, yeah. But it will be great to see like Everton win this one five four or something in like the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam's gone there. <laughs> Sorry, there is like delusion. What, have you been smoking? There is the, Matt, there is there's delusion, right? Five four. You're saying a five four win that's for Everton. My, that was, yeah, that's not. A, that wouldn't be my actual prediction. But if it, was... <laughs> I mean, I'm all I for think, it. No, 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 no. That you said the numbers. Now that is your prediction. It's done. That is prediction, right? So <laughs> on record here, we got it in record. Matt has said five four. So you know, if you're looking for a prediction or a lottery ticket, obviously that's the one to look for. Um, I can only see Chelsea winning this one. Sadly, I think Everton did well when they came to us. It was only the two one. Defeat they suffered, they get it very well. Um, Snice obviously got a very good goal on the counter. But, I mean, look, again, they're on the same amount of points as Brighton this season. They're joint, um, joint ninth, however you want to flip it. 
Um, Everton should be putting away. I think they, put, I think they beat them quite comfortably early in the season. I see no difference here. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a weekend where Man United, Man City and Chelsea, who are all playing at home, uh, are going to win all their games and we'll have to try and win us ours. And uh, interesting for us is actually our third away game on the spin all competitions. And we've got a fourth one around the corner with LCL. We're going to have four away games in a row before we get to the home comforts of Meadow Park once again for the FA Cup. Um, so hopefully, well, yeah. Hopefully and then we're off to the Emirates after and that. Then, and then we're off to the Emirates the well. Two games. Oh, some of us are. But that's it. That's the end. I hope there is an upset in those group of fixtures, but quite frankly, I don't see it. Um, but this is football and you never know. So on that um, rather depressing, uh, res- <laughs> resigned look of a bombshell, um, it just leaves me to f- um, say farewell to my fellow co-conspirators. And where can we find you in the world of social media, Matt? Where can we find you? You can find me at MassLR28, or you can also follow us at VAWPods. Absolutely. Do give that pod uh, Twitter account a follow because all our updates are there, all our you know pod updates, YouTube updates, it's all there. And we also occasionally post about, you know, congratulations to certain players like, I don't know. Oh, speaking of which, Faye White, happy birthday. Oh, well mentioned and well remembered. Yes, happy birthday, Faye White. I mean, we spoke about Yen Beatty being an Arsenal legend. Um, Faye White's up there as well. Absolute rock at the back. Absolute legend. Um, Lottie, where can we find you? Well, you can't find me at Lottie underscore AWFC because I'm hardly there anymore. <laughs> I am around on t- on the Twitter sphere somewhere, but I'm not overly active anymore. Put it that way. You're, usually, I I usually only go on Twitter now just to see what Adam's up to. To be honest, <laughs> to see who's who he's upsetting. It's comical. Adam, where we where can where can we find your comical laughs? Oh dear, where can you find the nonsense I post and the people yep. I wind up on a daily basis? Oh, it's the it's the cross I have to bear. It's at Adam Salter Four. It's, um, not, it's not something you bear. It's something you absolutely enjoy and just have a well, right. Sometimes it, it 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 depends on the context. Um, but yes, that's it. That's if that's where you want to find me. Also, you can find me uh on my Twitter account. You can follow at Sporting Her where my. Uh, if you think my Twitter account is a lot of nonsense slash X account, uh, then you should read the stuff I write because it's equally as nonsensical. But that's it. That's the end of the pod, end of the preview. I think we're all hoping for an Arsenal win, a win that will hopefully keep us in the title race until our uh, big fixtures, which are looming ever so menacingly around the corner. Um, have a good weekend all and best of luck to the Arsenal. Mm-hmm.